Welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Dwayne Jackson, the founder of Hoops on Mission, a uh, nonprofit that is out there to help um, at-risk youth yes. with basketball. Yes. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's, it's a blessing to be here. First heard about you when one of our interns did a story on you um, a couple years ago. And I've been following you on social media. You're, you're very active on Twitter. Yes. Um, and uh, I just uh, really like what you're doing. I um, so it. I wanted to have you on and talk about Hoops on Mission. Okay. So, so, Dwayne, what is Hoops on Mission? So Hoops on Mission is an organization that inspires and empowers youth in Southwest Florida to be world changers. With, with that, that's our mission statement. So we meet the needs of the community. So if a kid needs food, we provide food for them. Um, if a kid need help with grades, we, we provide tutors for them. And most of that is around basketball, mm -hmm. where we use basketball as like a hook to get kids involved mm -hmm. to basically change their lives. Yeah, and you've been, this organization started several years ago, and yes. it's, it's grown, right? Yes, so it has. So when, when and, and why okay. did you start Hoops on Mission? So six years ago, two of my cousins were murdered. In, in Fort Myers. And um, I was a school teacher at the time. I taught fourth grade and fifth grade, and I also taught PE. And I felt like it was time to like step out of my comfort zone and, and do something about the violence amongst our youth and all, all the, the kids and stuff getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I started this nonprofit. My wife came up with the name Hoops on Mission because I can't stay still, and I love basketball. And um, how can we use basketball to engage youth to be world changers and also change their lives. Mm. So I'm born and raised right here in Fort Myers, Florida, generational from my grandma, everybody from here, we from here. So I got a big reputation in the community. So I wanted to go to the places where people don't really go to basically be a light and change lives. So I went to Franklin Park, I went to Orangewood, started going to all these schools to see what their specific need is. Mm -hmm. And then doors started opening from there, you know? Um, at Franklin Park, they was like, Mrs. Hunter, she was said, they need help with reading fluency. And I was like, okay, I help kids read. And through that, I started to learn kids' stories. And stories that was like heartbreaking, hmm. like about their families, about their dad being in jail, about how they don't eat. And I was like, man, I have to do something about this. So through that, and... Um, just meeting these of the community and having a heart for the community to, do, to change this community. Um, that's what Hoops on Mission was birthed from that. Yeah, and, and you you know what that's like, right? You had, yes. you had a rough childhood, is that, is that accurate? Yes, yes, I, I, I grew up here. Um, stepfather, father in and out of prison. And um, I played basketball, so basketball was my anger outlet growing up. Mm. And um, my mom also said that it's also a luxury to play basketball, so you better make sure you get your schoolwork right too. Mm -hmm. So through through that, and uh, my mom pushing me really hard, I feel like right now I can relate to a lot of kids, and a lot of kids' stories, but also to just empower, empower them and be a role model for them in the youth in our neighborhood. So, okay, you wanna play sports, but you better have an education too. You better do your chores at home. And holding kids accountable and teaching them how to grow based on my life stories, stories and being a role model is important to me. 
Yeah, and and like you said earlier, Hoops on Mission is is about more than just basketball. Yes. Um, but let's talk about the basketball element okay. for a, for a minute. Um, so, well, I mean, roughly how many uh, how many kids at any one time are are involved in Hoops on Mission? So, from our travel basketball teams to our after school programs to our youth nights to our reading fluency programs, weekly we probably reach probably hundreds to hundred two hundred kids a week. Wow. In Southwest Florida. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw on your website, um, hoopsonmission.org, yes. uh, that you've served over, you've, you've helped uh, 5,000 kids and counting yes. now over the past, what, five or so years now? Yes. And so you just, you just rattled off a bunch of the different programs that you yes. offer. Um, and, you know, basketball is a big part of, of it. Of course. So basketball what, what do the, what are the, you, you've got summer camps and, and like basketball academies. What, do, what can kids, if, you know, if they've never heard of it or they're right. interested, what can they expect? So we do a lot of basketball camps as well throughout the community mm -hmm. free. And um, we also do camps in the summer. We do spring break camps and uh, basketball training, travel basketball teams. So we do a lot of things around basketball to get kids to be a part of something. So I, I truly f feel like sports, basketball can transcend all cultures and ethnicities. So how can I use basketball to change kids' lives? So if you want to train with me, these are the guidelines that you got to do. You want to come to my camp, this is what we're going to talk about. You know, I don't think it's just, I think basketball can draw so many people together, but also I got to teach them things about life as well, life skills. And I'm so big on that. Because yeah. all kids want to play sports. All kids want to be LeBron James. But what are the steps to do that? And maybe it's not basketball, but you could be a doctor. You could be a lawyer also. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all about being on TV. It's about being a world changer. And what does it take to be a world changer? Yeah, what do, so to you, what does, what does being a world changer mm -hmm. mean? So I'm... When I go to a school, I, I treat everybody the same, from the principal to the janitor to the student to, to everybody. And a world changer is someone who walks in humility to me, someone who is passionate about what they do. And I see a lot of world changers throughout our community, and they don't even play sports. Mm -hmm. So how can I tell this kid, this third grader, that I believe in you, you're a world changer, you could do something with your life, and plant those seeds into that kid's life, and by the seventh grade, see a total different change over throughout the years. So a world changer to me is someone who walks in humility, someone who is respected in the community. But I truly believe um, it's world changers all throughout our neighborhood. But sometimes people don't get to be on TV. We get, people don't get to be out in the opening. But how can I tell those world changers that you are important? Like, we need janitors. Like, we need cafeteria people. Mm -hmm. Like, we need teachers. We need admin. Y'all are world changers. And I feel like to encourage kids and people in that is so huge in our community. So you, you mentioned that you like to, you know, not only teach them about basketball, but about life skills. So yes. what are some of the things that, um, you know, kids who go through Hoops on Mission, what could they expect to, or what, what are some of the things that you try to teach them other than basketball? And what can they maybe learn? 
Oh man. Um, of course, faith is big with with, with me. Um, also, I teach them how to like respect. Respect is is so important. Mm -hmm. I teach them about integrity. Like, what are you doing? Nobody watching you. That's so important. Honor your parents. So important. And one of the big things is being a light bulb. So, I believe to be a light bulb, you got to shine in dark places. So. What are you doing in those areas where nobody really see you at? So um, we got this big thing. I'm like, man, are, were, you, were you a light bulb this week? And they're like, man, what are you talking about, coach? I'm like, did you shine in, in, in those dark places? Did you help the old lady cross the street? Did you listen to your parents? How are you doing in your classroom? Are you helping your teacher? Are you encouraging your teacher? Are you taking care of your little brothers and sisters and stuff like that? Because I see a big thing in our neighborhood where kids in third, fourth, fifth grade have to be the head of the household quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we gonna do about that? How can I help them through my story to show them you can do this? Don't be a victim. What can you do? And I, I try to passionately, passionately help them strive to be the best they can be in that. So you mentioned that, you, so you, um, you said earlier that you wanted to you know, visit some of the areas that maybe don't get visited as often. Right. So is there, um, is there a certain type of kid that you, you're really hoping to connect with and, and help? So my big thing is um, all kids are at risk mm -hmm. from the gated community to the projects, to the rich, to the poor. How can I be a person to reach those kids? Um, I'm real big in multicultural. So of course, Title I schools are like important. Like mm -hmm. I'm in a lot of Title I schools, but um, in the communities where these kids grow up at, how can I do an event outreach to get the kids' parents out so they can change as well? A lot of kids grow up um, with their grandma only and also just their mom because of the fatherless generation that we live in. How can I engage that family to change their life for long term. You know, and um, of course Dunbar is Dunbar, but um, I'm more importantly like trying to reach everybody. Mm -hmm. Like when you go into schools, like it's an at-risk kid um, behavior, but most of those kids have a story. Like they either being abused, they probably experienced a lot of trauma growing up like I did. Like how can I be a role model for this kid, but also reach their parent? So, so I truly believe once you reach your youth, you can reach families. Mm -hmm. And once you reach the families, you can reach the communities. And once you reach the communities, you can reach the nation. So I'm real big on that, on that model. And um, you do more than just uh, um, you know, trying to connect and you know, teach them basketball and, and life skills. Uh, I think you mm -hmm. maybe mentioned this at the beginning, but yes. you uh, help them out with things they need, right? Like yes. clothes and food, I think you mentioned. Yes. So what, uh, how did that get started and how often are... Um... So back at Franklin Park Elementary, I was doing reading fluency with a lot of kids. Uh -huh. And I started building relationships with kids in admin. And from reading fluency, I started to understand these kids' stories. And it kind of reminded me of me growing up. Like the shame I felt for asking for things. The shame when I went to school and I had to wear the same clothes every day. How embarrassing, getting bullied, getting stepped on, people judging me, all because of where I, what, where, I, where I grew up at. So 
when I started to hear these stories, I felt like I needed to do something about that. So social media is big. Um, we raise money for back to school drives. We do these big Christmas events. We do turkey drives where we feed families in our, in our community. Because I remember growing up when my mom worked two or three jobs and she, we couldn't eat Thanksgiving meal. You know, like what is Thanksgiving all about? It's about a family. How can we get 200 turkeys and go to the projects and pass them out? You know, and seeing those kids that I'm, I'm in community with and I see day to day on the basketball court in the schools and we've just become a family. That's so huge, you know, and um, Hoops on Mission, um, basketball was my gift. And um, but basketball is such a way where I can reach a lot of peoples and families, and um, we, we do that with Hoops on Mission. And uh, I think um, I saw you did a big like shoe donation at one point yes. to a bunch of kids. Yes, um, a good friend of mine, um, his name is Greg, we partnered together, and um, he wanted to do something in our community. So I had a relationship with all these schools and all these kids who need things, so he was like, man, do you know any classroom that shoes would benefit kids. So he raised some money up and I was like, man, it'll be so cool where we do a reading fluency program at this school to just surprise these kids with brand new shoes. Like I'm talking about Nikes, I'm talking about Jordans, I'm talking about like Puma, like all these brands. And we did it and the kids' eyes were just like lit up. And those are the things where I would, where I would like so important, like the mm -hmm. kids would never admit, like they would never forget that. Like mm -hmm. someone came in their class and like blessed them with that, you know? What's, and, that, what's that like for you, you know, uh, to see their faces light up when they, when they get those donations? It's like growing up, I remember having a pair of shoes and it was my lawnmower shoes, it was my playing shoes, it was my basketball shoe, it was my church shoe. Like shoes are important. Mm -hmm. Like to see kids get those shoes, like it just like, man, it just like motivation to keep me going. Like this is, this is where I supposed to be. Like this is what Hoops on Mission is all about. And seeing the tears in the teacher eyes, like nobody ever did this for my class. Mm. Like getting messages from those kids' parents. Like those shoes, I wanted to get them something for Christmas, but I wasn't able to, but because you gave them shoes, like, heartwarming, you know, and I'm a crybaby at heart, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So it's like one of like, it's the reason why we do what we do, you know, and um, I love it. And you, and you visit a lot of schools too yes. and give like motivational talks to the awesome. students. Yes. How, how often do you get out to a school and, and talk to the students? Man, um, so we do these things called weekly school visits where I go to just visit schools and um, go to classrooms, check, on, check up on kids, and just eat, eat lunch with them, break bread with them. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe building those relationships over time are very impactful. Um, I probably, me and my team, we probably go to like five to six schools a week. Wow. And sometimes it's just eating lunch with kids, mm -hmm. hanging out. And then we see them on the basketball courts in our community. And then they might hit us up on social media. Like, coach, man, like, can you help me with this? Like, no doubt, like, what's going on? And through that relationship builds, you know, like a strong family where we're not family by blood, but we're family because we stepped in and helped out in the biggest way possible. And I think 
That is what Hoops on Mission is all about. Like, how can we change this kid life? How can we change the direction of this behavioral kid who's getting in trouble all because of the trauma and abuse that he has experienced at home? How can we step in and offer help? Yeah, and you give them... Uh, you know, important life lessons. Yes. I've watched several videos uh, of you talking to students at schools. You know, you talk about things like, you know, don't let the haters get you down. Yes. Um, you know, don't let the hard times get exactly. you down. And I want to play a, a short video of, um, of you talking to students. I think it's at Orangewood Elementary. Yes. And we'll just play that now. It's about a minute long. So basketball was so important to me. Sports was so important to me that I, my mom said I need to get an education. Because education is more important than basketball. I'm going to say it again. My mom said I need to get an education because education is more important than sports. So watch this. I was like, okay, mom. So every day, my mom made me do my homework. She made me tutor my little brothers. And I had to read every day. I didn't like it. I did not like to read. It was boring. But, but in order for me to play basketball, I had to do these things. And everybody knows once you continue to do things, you get better at it. You get better. Let me go back. Once you start to practice things, you get better. So, I, you know, I, you can just tell from that short clip how passionate you are. And you talked about something really important. You talked about how education is more important than basketball or yes. sports in general and the, the value of practice and hard work. Yes. Um, so your Hoops on Mission is, uh, you know, basketball-centered. Of course. But you want to let kids know that education is number one, right? Yes. Yes. Growing up, my mom said, you need to get an education. And of course, I wanted to play in the NBA, of course, but mm -hmm. I knew from a young age, education was important, even though it was hard for me with learning disabilities and stuff like that. Um, as I started to grow up and then I graduated college and stuff like that, when I go out to these different schools and stuff like that, I see kids have such a heart for sports, but in the classroom, it's lacking. Mm. And a lot of people know I love basketball. And um, I wanted to be um, a person where I could speak truth into a kid's life from experience. So education, to me, is every, everything. Mm -hmm. like education separates you from a lot of different things. You need education to go to college. Um, but I also know a lot of kids struggle in the classroom. So how can I engage schools and admin and teachers and students to let them know education is more valuable to sports? Because that recruiter is not going to look at you unless you have a certain GPA. At a young age, I think third, fourth, and fifth grade is the age that we target the most. And to get that in their head at that age is so important. Mm -hmm. And we strive to do that. Um, 
I know kids go through certain situations and I, I always talk about how reading and how I read books, how I listen to podcasts. And I know a lot of kids like to listen to a lot of music these days, but the importance of that quiet time in reading is so important. The importance of writing is so important. Like don't pump fake with that. Like mm -hmm. this is important. You have to do these things to get to where you want to go. Like yeah. I say, every day is a mission. So school is a mission. Like sitting at a desk for six to eight hours is a mission. You got to focus. You got to be ultra focused. You got to be dialed in. And it might be hard for some people, but you got to do it. You know, yeah. those things are important. So you, uh, you love reading? Love reading. So in that in that clip we just played, you talked about how when you were younger, oh you goodness. hated reading, you thought it was boring. Yeah. So how did you get over that that hump? <sighs> Repetition or you know, just I know you you said your mom my made mom, you read. <laughs> my mom. Like I love basketball so much. Yeah. So I do anything to, in order to play basketball. I know kids these days, they love sports so much and it's like their identity. It's like what they feel like love the most. So um a big thing was my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom didn't graduate college, you know? And uh, I wanted to be the first person in my family to graduate. So I felt like it was all up to me to do that. So books were important. Um, I used to read, I used to play ball a lot, but reading is a place where it's just quiet and you just, get involved with that book and your mind mm -hmm. just goes somewhere else. And my mom also told me like to read out loud, read out loud. And that helps you communicate better. Mm. You know, that helps you hear yourself when you talk in front of crowds, talk in front of people, you know, because growing up I had like a speech impediment where I had to go to speech and stuff like that, which was really embarrassing. But those early stages in my life prepared me for what I'm doing right now. And to get that in kids' heads, to let them know like this, like where, I, the, the process, the journey, mm -hmm. where I started from, like I wasn't great. I wasn't the best student. Like I had ADHD, like I was the behavioral kid sometimes as well, but there's certain steps that you have to take. And I think living that out and going through that and graduating and all the things that have led me to this point right now of starting Hoops on Mission, business owner, is so important for kids to see in our neighborhood. And you went on and you had a bachelor's degree in social science, yes. right? From Charleston Southern Charleston University. Charleston University, yes. Uh, and then you, did that, Did you go right into teaching after college? So after college, I still wanted to go to the NBA. Yeah. So I tried out with different NBA teams. I played in the ABA, which is a small developmental league. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I started as a sub teacher. And then I became a full-time teacher. And I loved teaching. I absolutely loved kids. I I had a knack for it, like teaching every day. Did you I, teach here in the district? Yeah, I taught here in the district. And um, I loved it. What like, schools? I taught at Gateway okay. Charter. Um, I subbed like all around the district at different mm -hmm. schools. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was life changing, you know. Let's talk about basketball for a minute. Um, so I you you started playing basketball in fourth grade. Fourth grade, I started fourth playing. Um, what you what you just picked up a ball one day and said, "Let me try this out," or what? So 
basketball to me was an anger anger outlet oh, yeah, yeah. for me, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a way where I can get my mind off things mm-hmm. and all my frustrations, all my pains, all my hurts. And I started playing in fourth grade. So in fourth grade, I started shooting 500 shots a day because Allen Iverson was my guy. Like I wanted to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play in the NBA to get my family out of the situation that we, we were in, poverty. And I took it serious, man. Like, like I 500 wanted 500 shots a day, that's no joke? Yes. You know, I tell kids that today, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. I said, man, practice is important. Like, if you want to do something, you do it, you know? And um, I started playing with people in the, in the neighborhood that was older than me. I started getting better and better and better. And um, yeah, it was just... You went to uh, you went to Mariner High School, right? Yes. Um, and I, I read you averaged thirty two points a game at Mariner. Yes, that's pretty 32. good. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit sorry. <laughs> yep. What, you, what, what year did you graduate? I graduated two thousand two. Okay. And then you so you said you tried out for a few NBA teams. Yes. Including the the Lakers. The Lakers? Yes. Yeah. What was that like? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, tried out um, for a week. Such an unbelievable town, mm-hmm. city, experience from a kid from Dunbar, Fort Myers, to make it all the way over there. Um, a lot of pressure. And um, so how many other is it, are there a bunch of other guys? So you have these tryouts the where people from of course like Arizona's, like yeah. Duke, UConn, like big schools. I'm this little guy from Charleston Southern. And um, throughout the week, I made the final cut, but I didn't make the roster to be on the summer summer league, and it was heartbreaking, you know. But um, the experience, the people that I seen, the Dag Fishers, the Shannon Browns, Kobe Bryant's, and different people that I seen, like it was motivation, you know. And unfortunately, I didn't make it, but um, you know, it was it was a great experience that I can talk about forever. Yeah. Did you um? Was it a a, a learning? Like, a, yes. did you learn a lesson? You know. Yes. Um, it humbled me a lot because I thought I was the best thing since Coca Cola. <laughs> um, I felt that experience at that time in my life was so important because mentally I wasn't ready. Like, it was so fast. How old were you? I was 23. 23, right out of college. Right out of college. Yeah. It was so fast that I think mentally and the money and the fast-paced life, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I was still a little boy, you know? And um, I'm thankful for where I'm at right now because I think that would have destroyed my life because it was so fast. Like, and I met so many great people along this journey where I'm at right now that helped me out with accountability and um, showed me a lot of different things. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Let's talk about the importance of sports mm. generally. Um, well, we can use basketball on as example. So y- you bring all these kids into Hoops on Mission yes. and they play a lot of basketball. Of course. What is it about basketball and you know sports in general that is important? What, what can kids learn from you know, being on a team, playing basketball with each other? Uh, I truly believe in this day and age, sports is a major tool for, for bringing all ethnic, ethnicities and cultures together. I also think that a team 
And the things that you go through with that team are so important. Um, I think a coach is one of the most impactful people in the, in the world, honestly, because that coach has the power to make or break a kid. But through doing those basketball games and those practices, those hard practices, that grind where socially and emotionally you learn so much. Like, Dwayne, get back on defense. Like, coach ain't mad at me. He's just trying to push me to be better. Um, oh, I, turnover. Dang, like, in life, in life you're going to have some turnovers. In life, you're going to fall. In life, you're going to break. But what are you going to do when you break? Um, I think sports has an amazing way of showing you those things. And um, I think it's needed. I think basketball in particular don't know what color you are, don't know where you're from, don't know your story. And it's a way where it can bring people together and um, just give kids, like, one big thing that I teach, like, um, basketball is, like, confidence, man. Mm. Like, a big thing is, like, basketball is mental, 80%. I know it is. And um, how can I get this kid to be more confident in his shot? And our camps and our training is, like, brutal. Like, I'm really trying to make the kid quit. Really? I'm really trying to make him quit because in life, you're going to hit a wall. Life's tough. You might hit a wall, and your wife and your kids are going to be counting on you. But those early stages in life from sports, did you quit? Did you quit on that team? Did you give up? Did you touch the line? Or did you just come up short? Like, integrity, all these things in sports are so important. And like for me, like it was my anger outlet. It was a way where I got, I learned how to cope with a lot of things in my life of the the trauma and the the abuse and the pain, you know, and the the skip meals. I had to sacrifice some meals for, for my family to eat, mm. my little brothers and sisters. So it's just everything. I think sports have an amazing way to bring that bring that to light. For anybody out there who's listening, um, maybe a parent who is interested in Hoops on Mission, um, how what's the best way for them to you know get involved if they want? Of course. So we, we, we do monthly youth nights every month at the Stars Complex. Next month we move. We're going to also do one at Mariner High School. And I'm um, still coming up with a date for that. So um, we do camps all throughout the summer. We do free camps all throughout the year. You can go to our website, hoopsonmission.org. You can email me at hoopsonmission at gmail.com. And we all over social media from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just reach out and uh, get connected. I feel like even if the kid is not good at basketball, like you can join Hoops on Mission and be a part of our family. I truly believe Everybody who becomes a part of Hoops on Mission becomes a family. Like, if I see you in a store, like, we speak, we have conversations. Like, you can talk to me about things. You can talk to anybody on our team about things. But I truly believe we have a relationship with a lot of schools, a lot of kids throughout sports that go beyond the football field and basketball field and sports arenas, you know? Uh, that's uh, hoopsonmission.org. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you're at Hoops on Mission. Yep. You said Hoops on Mission at gmail.com. Yes. Um, so what's what's next for you? What's your next goal? 
man. Um, next goal. Trying to expand. So this summer I go to. So every summer I do these basketball camps as well. Mm-hmm. Where this summer I'm going to Dallas to do a camp, Hoops on Mission camp. Um, I go to Pennsylvania and do camps. I want to go to South Carolina and do camps. So my big, my my next thing is to expand to have Hoops on Mission clubs everywhere. So in March, we're going to Hoops on Mission Cape Coral. We used to just stay in Fort Myers, but we're going to Cape Coral. And I just want to have these different things where different camps and um, after-school programs worldwide. Um, I know you got to crawl before you walk, but it's going to be a slow thing and um, just building my team and just uh, working on expanding that way. Another thing I really love and um, like my wife, she has a master's in um, social work, and she always educates me on the brain mm-hmm. <laughs> and the trauma. And I've learned a lot of different things about myself, also going to counseling and just healing from past hurts and pains. I think the next thing will be like being able to speak to different admin and like teachers and parents about trauma, about that kid coming from that broken home like me, that kid who, that behavioral kid, to not give up on that behavioral kid and provide resources from my life experiences. And my wife, who has helped me out in this department amazingly, to help teachers around the world and also throughout the district to show them that this kid has a story. I had a story. Don't give up on this kid because they have a behavioral problem. I know it's frustrating, but I can help you. Let me. How can I come alongside of you in the district to help out in that department? I think that's the next step, and it's huge, huge in our community. How, how did you meet your wife? Oh, so I met my wife speaking at a youth center. Speaking at a youth center. Uh, here in right, Fort Myers? Here in Fort Myers, right after I got back from Haiti, doing a mission trip in Haiti basketball camps in Haiti and helping change lives in Haiti, being a light bulb. Um, she went to FGCU. She graduated from FGCU. Um, we met, got engaged, got married, got two kids. And my wife has been everything to me, mm-hmm. backbone, everything, sharpened me, my helpmate, my teammate. And she is... Awesome. So we have a daughter. She, her name is Camila Jackson. We just had a son. His name is Carmelo Anthony Jackson. Oh, cool. And uh, he's pretty new, right? Yep. Three weeks. Yeah, congratulations. Three weeks, so. And um, one thing I know we didn't talk about a lot, but one important thing, and I think it's so key in our community right now, um, in the African American community, in the minority community, to see someone that's married. Like I have kids come up to me all the time and like. Coach, like, that's your wife? And I'm like, yeah. And to be able to walk alongside of them because a lot of kids that I deal with, they come from single parent homes. And to be a role model for that with the kids is so huge. Yeah, I know you talk a lot about, or I've seen videos of you talking about the importance of family. Oh, my goodness. Like, I I truly believe, like, kids have to see that. And for, for me, like, being married is such a huge thing for kids that I also impact on a day-to-day basis. 
and to have those tough conversations with them, you know, about girls and different things like that. I think it's, it's one of the most important things that mm. we do. Let's switch gears here for a second. I know you mentioned um, uh, that you, um, when you were trying out for the Lakers, yeah. that you saw Kobe Bryant. Yes. Um, you know, it's still fresh in a lot of people's minds what happened. Do you mind me, you know, getting your thoughts on, on Kobe? Oh, hardest worker, greatest basketball player that ever played a game to me. Think so? Yes, yeah. to me. Just cause, because his competitive nature, of course, Mamba mentality, but also what he did to prepare for this for the game. Mm. Um, try not for the Lakers. Um, all these NBA players there, and um, Kobe coming in. He started like five o'clock in the morning, working out with the yoga instructor, Pilates, basketball shots, all these different things. Just the way he prepared and the way how he spoke for the game of basketball and women's basketball as well. I think it's such a heartbreaking tragedy. His daughter, I got a daughter, and all the other families that affected in this in this process. Like it was almost like unreal, like you didn't want to believe it. I woke up from a nap, my wife told me that Kobe had died and uh for being a basketball player, like, and seeing Kobe in real life, like, of course it, it, was, it was shattering, like, mm -hmm. but he left so much wisdom for the game, so much, like, light for the game, and uh, I just think it was, it was, it was hurtful. It's just an yeah. unfortunate tragedy. I was in shock mm -hmm. for you know a couple days. Yeah, and uh, he, I. Him to me, I, he was the player I hated the most, <laughs> and I say that with the with the utmost respect because yeah. I was a, I was a big uh, Phoenix Suns fan mm -hmm. when Steve Nash was playing, and you know they met each other a lot in the playoffs and stuff. Yes. And Kobe would crush us all the time, and I remember getting so angry with him, but I had so much respect for him because mm -hmm. yeah, I think he's the best offensive player Offense. that I've ever seen, um, mm -hmm. and I don't think his you know his work ethic is uh, you know. Second to none. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was tough to hear that news. And also, he he stayed on one team. Yeah, they move around so much these days. They move around a lot. And that's I can't keep track of where Kawhi Leonard's playing. I now, know. You know, like <laughs> he stayed on one team. He meant so much for that community. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, like what he did, like he stayed. And of course, he had some troubles, but he stayed. He he grinded it out through the hard seasons, but um. His work ethic mm -hmm. separated from everybody else. Great dad too, from oh, from man. what I can family tell. man, yeah, all day. Um, who's your uh, who who would you say is your favorite basketball player of all time? All time. I know you mentioned Allen Iverson earlier. Allen Iverson, growing up to me was what most people Michael Jordan was. Mm -hmm. It is to them. Yeah, like I watch Allen Iverson ever since Georgetown. I always wanted to go to Georgetown as well. But just watching him, small, gritty, where he's from, I felt like I related to Allen Iverson a lot because of where I grew up at in Dunbar. But Allen Iverson, to me, my personal favorite 
ever got to go with Allen Iverson. Yeah, yes. AI, nice. Uh, Steve Nash is my favorite player. Steve Nash, nice. I love oh, Steve Nash. Awesome. Um, uh, so, do you, do you follow uh, local basketball, like yes. high school? Are All there the any names of some high school players here in Lee County that we should we should know about? Oh my goodness! Like Southwest Florida has some of the best kept secrets basketball talent mm. all over the state. Um, Caleb Jones, JVM McCollum, Chase Garrett, Allen, um, the girls' teams like Janae, um, Addison Potts, um, Shannon Powell's. Like I can name, I can keep naming, naming, naming all day, mm-hmm. and um, it's so many like mm-hmm. great good basketball players and yeah. coaches in this area like and like I, I know like a lot of them I train a lot of them I'm a part mm-hmm. like we family you know I encourage them a lot and um those are some names that you should you should remember even also in football as well mm-hmm. like so many names in football if you are um I'm gonna put you on the spot come on and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but yeah. if you had if you had to pick one one, you know, Lee County basketball player out there who Ooh. who we should keep an eye on. Who would it be? Man, no disrespect to anybody you don't name. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Lee County, yeah. like just Lee County. It's the Lee Schools TV so, podcast. So. Yeah, Lee Schools. So <laughs> I was gonna say JJ and Tracy, but he plays at West Oaks now. Mm. That's my guy. I've been knowing him for since the fourth grade. Walked along with him. Ah, it's a lot of great <laughs> basketball players, but I'm going to go two names. Okay. I'm going to go Caleb Jones and JVM McCullum. Where, what schools? Dunbar High School and Fort Myers High School. Okay. JVM McCullum, I've been knowing him and Caleb Jones since they was kids, like fourth grade, now they're juniors, excelling in the classroom and also on the basketball court. And they are Division One basketball players. Yeah. So um, those are a few names. I hope I don't get you in trouble with anybody. Nah. <laughs> it's a good uh, one. Okay. All right, Dwayne. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to the final five. Unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. No, I'm just I'm just thankful for the opportunity for yeah, you man. having me on the show. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, Dwayne. What is your favorite book? Favorite book of all time. Yeah. So I read a lot of books. Um, it's a book called by Tony Evans. It's called Kingdom Man. Kingdom Man. Kingdom Man. By Tony Evans. Okay. Tony Evans, and it talks about how, as a the as a man, and how the fathers are lacking these days. And it talks about how to be a kingdom man, how you should act, and. Um, how you should conduct yourself in this society, especially when all the kids looking up to you and there's different steps that you should take to be a kingdom man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, what's your favorite movie or TV show? Movie. <laughs> this might be seem a little funny, but I, my favorite movie of all time is The Notebook. Oh, yeah? We just had a... Uh, Davina Perez on the podcast episode before you. Really? And she said her favorite book is The Notebook. Or her favorite, and she said anything by Nicholas Sparks. Really? So it's two people in a row, yeah. The Notebook. I absolutely it's a good movie. I've seen it. Yeah, no, I liked movie. it. First movie I ever cried in. Yeah? 
cried. <laughs> Love it. Loved the notebook. It was in Charles. It did some of the move in Charleston, South Carolina. That's how okay. I went to school at. And I just amazing story. It's a good I movie. It. Great movie. Uh, okay, what's your favorite song, or who's your favorite musical artist? Mm. I listen to a lot of music, from worship to country to rap, all types of music. But right now, for music, I would have to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with a worship band. Okay. And it's, it's Bethel music. I know you, I don't know if I put Bethel? Bethel music. Just a worship worship um, band. Okay. I just love love their music, especially to start my day and also to end my day. You know. So the, the, it's a band, and they're they're yeah. called Bethel Music. Bethel Music. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. What was your favorite subject in school growing up? Favorite subject in school was history. I'm a history guy. Yeah. Same. I know that all the history from Fort Myers to like. This world from like Europe to Africa, like I love studying history. What's your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite like time period? Mm. I say, and this might seem kind of weird, but the eighteen hundreds and the nineteen hundreds. Man. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> a lot of stuff. That's a whole nother topic for yeah. another day. But a whole lot of stuff yeah. happened. And uh I just I just love studying that. Mm -hmm. I love studying that. Cool. Okay. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be and why? It would have to be uh a guy by the name of Brian Loritz. So Brian Loritz, he's actually actually a pastor in San Francisco. He is big on diversity and multicultural and uh, bringing all ethnicities together. And uh, I just love to sit, sit down with him and just pick his brain, talk about things that he went through, talk about his story, talk about some of the things that he experienced as being a black man, speaking about different topics of racism and diversity and get some feedback from him because uh hoops are mission like we, we we all about bringing all ethnicities together and it's hard but um i think it to be that bridge is so important so important for our community in the world today all right Dwayne jackson um you're doing some really great work out there um and i look forward to continuing to follow you and yes. you know wish you the best of luck and uh future success Thank you so much. All right. Uh, and again, that's www.hoopsonmission.org if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about what you're doing out there. Yes. Some uh, great stuff. Thank you. All right. Thank Appreciate you, Dwayne, for coming on the podcast. No problem. Anytime. All right. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>